Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bali has a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional. Professional. Professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT. Clank. 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 Ow. Ow. They can turn into some kind of bow dance. Welcome to the ballroom. You've got very Bibi Zahara then. Very. Yeah. I'm pussy, bish. Tom. That's what she says because she's a kitty cat. It's not that kind of podcast. She's a kitty cat. How dare you? How dare me? Oh. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Spinning the GNT Podcast. Of course, I'm your main host. <laughs> I am your only host. It's worth it. No, I'm joking. I'm Bolo, the uh, performer, the choreographer, and I'm joined here in the studio with my co-host, Dr. The, Tom. The kind a- of second string, tier two kind of host, right? Um, I wasn't finished introducing you. <laughs> Do you want to just back it up a Do bit? You just, yeah. Uh, when yeah. my mouth stops, you can speak. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? This where is we... telling our listeners all they need to know, Do we frankly. need a <laughs> refresher course? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need a tramadol? Okay, so Tom's here. Uh, Tom, tell us why you're here. Um... And that's why. So <laughs> that's more than you need to know, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a drag race super fan and psychiatrist, allegedly. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, again, we're doing the UK season two. We're also doing season 13, and that's going to come yeah. out a day later. Mm-hmm. Yep. A double whammy. You guys are very welcome. <laughs> busy time. Busy I really want to get straight into it. Now, mm-hmm. last week for season two for the UK, we saw Joe Black go home. Now, oh. you, were, you were a bit upset about that, weren't you? I just thought the the judging was a bit all over the place. Um think we agreed at the time that there are other people we would have put in the bottom ahead of Joe. They seemed really nitpicky and unusual with their critiques, like talking about it not being a recognizably Bowie look. It's the look from the Life on Mars video. It's very of that kind of early Bowie, glam rock, Aladdin Sane. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Era. And um, then they were talking about the Brighton Pavilion. I've not been to the Brighton Pavilion, but I've seen pictures of the interior. Okay. Which is golden opulent. And what? she was dressed golden opulent. Golden opulent. Opulent. <laughs> you get nothing because you went home <laughs> oh, in the first no. episode, Joe oh, Black. No. Uh, I found it quite well. She really, really did sell it to us in the Meet the Queens. And she yeah. made me want more. I'm Do just convinced I mean? she's going to be a returning queen. Like, I can't put that out of my head. I don't have any evidence to back this up other than my gut feeling. I Your feel heart. Like, I feel it in my waters. Yep. I've looked at the tea leaves. They have told me, yes. Yes, she's coming back. There's a a grim, a gr- what, what was the animal in Harry Potter? Oh, I don't know. They look at the tea leaves and it's like, oh, it's a grim snarl. No, it's not a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, come to me later on. Hatterine. So before we get on to this episode, let's look at each of the characters, and I want to know. Mm. I want to actually discuss what characters are we being uh, are the girls given? Or yeah. What characters are as editing showing us that the girls are? Does I think that make using, sense? Using exactly the right terminology there as well, because we don't know them as people. Yes. We're being we're given a character that's framed by editing and production. There of course, you the are. girls do have to behave in this way to give them the material to use, but there's so much that is done in post production to now, create a storyline. Astina Mandela, let's go go for it quickly. Astina Mandela's getting the uh, the confident girl, like I've been there, done that, did it again. Very oh, did that. I win? I thought so. <laughs> that's that's what I'm getting from Astina. The confident, well rounded front runner. Yep. Kind of. Well, well rounded. And that, you know, and that she's got a good she, CV. 
yeah, I mean, she's told us about her fashion, her performance and her uh, general all-rounded kind of skills there, but she showed us her fashion as well. Yeah. And so. also she's coming across as confident, mm-hmm. very, very confident, and she knows that she's good. Yeah. And that's great. That's mm-hmm. a drag queen, right? Kind of like, in a way, she almost reminds me of... Um, and so my friends are saying this, actually. Uh, she reminds me a bit of a, a more American queen in that sense, because the American queens, it, it's... I think a, a big difference between the UK and the USA is that in the UK, we appreciate self-deprecation a lot more, whereas American people tend to appreciate confidence and self-belief a lot more. Okay. And she has more of the latter. Yeah, it was Aaron and Annie were saying that, and I, I agree with them. Oh, I, mm. I, I don't know your culture that well. Are you guys not confident here? We, we There's a thing in the in the UK. Is it because of the teeth? Is it- <laughs> Is it? Is it? I, 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 I feel. I feel like you're looking directly at me when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had orthodontic work. They're fine now. Um, the no in the UK, it's the um, overconfidence. What we perceive as overconfidence in the UK can be seen as a bit overbearing and a little bit um, oh. unappealing. Whereas I don't think that's the same in American culture. Over here, we tend to value kind of modesty and self-deprecation, and we connect better with characters like that. Okay. I, I think I. I think I speak for a lot of people in the UK when I say that. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next queen, Ginny Lemon. What are your thoughts? What character Ginny, is she being given? Ginny surprised me in a really good way. So Ginny in the Meet the Queens had this very like, you know, very on high concept character thing going on. Lanthius lies! All that. Whereas in this, like, when she... Why did you sound like Voldemort there? <laughs> I don't know. Is it more like, fancy your slides? Stay close to me, Nagini. <laughs> yeah, stay close, Nagini. <laughs> looking around like, what the hell? Where am I? Where's my wand? <laughs> Go on. Um, yeah, but like, um, she actually came across as a far more well-rounded character than that. And I think she's going to be a little bit of a voice of reason at times, a little bit of a kind of veteran with a little bit of wisdom to add to the group kind of thing. Okay. Especially when, they're, you know, they're all bitching about Astina and she was like, well, I think she's a fierce threat. That's that's why I can I Can I say that I wasn't the biggest fan of Ginny Lehman. I thought she was too much. Um, like you said, high, high concept. I mean, you loved her. I didn't. Yeah. But these little moments that I did see of her, she just feels... I feel like she's someone who's really, really confident in herself and she mm-hmm. doesn't need to agree with someone to yeah. make them like me. I agree. Because yeah. when everyone was talking bad about uh, Astina's outfit, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, she's she's amazing. I'm scared of her because yeah. she's so good. Like she, she's not afraid to have her own um, mm-hmm. her own thoughts and to stick by them. Because you know when you're, have you, you know, there's some people that when you say something, they just agree with you, yeah. but they don't really agree. I feel like she's that kind of girl and I really, really appreciate yeah. that. It's very, she's, very genuine. She'll speak her mind in, in a way that isn't kind of a offensive or mean or anything like that mm. which speaks of maturity and experience if you ask me there it is okay mm. let's go to a horror what do we think about a horror what character is that girl given a ho- i'm gonna say that she's Go be- uh, there, there's been um little crumbs thrown at her yeah uh, and these crumbs are telling me that we should be following that girl to yes. villainhood <laughs> so tell me about the thought behind your character just a, a bit <laughs> Very that, isn't yeah, it? It's very like weird. they're not fleshing her out in much of a way. They might do later, other than to be our little antagonist here, isn't she? Yes. And let's face it, we need an antagonist to make things interesting, to create a little bit of frisson. So we're not going to hate her for that. We're going to love her for it. Keep going. Oh, that that's that's what I feel. I think they might make her a bit two dimensional, and I hope I I. I hope that the fans don't turn on her and say mean things that are just like big surprise, a bitchy drag queen, you know, yeah. like 
let's let's celebrate the character. She's she's <gasps> scandalous. I know, like she's gonna make things interesting. Uhura is there yeah the girls are even saying there's a mystery behind her i've heard things about her <laughs> and a lot of the things that we that she's getting aired for is her being bitchy mm-hmm. so um yeah like every time we hear her it's to her talking about someone else yeah so yeah she's definitely getting that villain edit isn't oh definitely she? okay what about sister 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 remains to me like a little bit of a dark horse i think i think she had a, a bumpy week last week i don't think she necessarily needs to be in the bottom i loved her scouse girl look um i think she's yet to be revealed i see her as a slow burner she seems like a kind person you know she's lifting up lawrence cheney and that kind of thing huh okay um i have no thoughts of her yet um but i don't i don't see her in that same light as you i think she's very very at this moment quite forgettable okay i like i, I don't see anything that's like like look at me look at me it's just you're there hi um Here's a card. Here's a t-shirt. She'd Thank have you the for best, coming. She'd have the best episode, but I've got high hopes for her. What about Bimini? Bimini just entertains me. Just like her personality. She just speaks her mind. Um, she's another one who's going to be like, maybe at times a little bit of an antagonist, but in like, a, you know, like a chaotic neutral kind of thing. Uh-huh. I think that's her. Yeah. I think she's one of those people who she doesn't mean any harm, but she'll say things that stir the pot sometimes. What did she say to stir the pot? Um, I just get that sense from her. I just think that she's there for a a, a really good time. I don't mm-hmm. think that she's a troublemaker. Yeah. Um. I think I actually think she's quite sweet. I I think like she's just a very very adorable in that chevyish kind of way. Is that a bad word, Chev? I mean, some people might consider it offensive, but is it? I mean, it it is it is it is a word that is um elitist to say the least. Okay. Um, but some people might take it as a compliment. They might they might identify with that identity. I mean, um, Gothy Kindle was like, she said that she's a chap, yeah. and that's why she wore that. So I thought, okay, I'm allowed to say that, but I don't want to offend. <laughs> I don't want to offend her. She's like, what do you mean? I am Bimini, very glam. Get in touch. I'm glamour. Are you offended by the term chap? <laughs> I mean, I think Bimini's quite sweet. Um, that lip sync was, yeah, I mean... She, she deserved do to much. stay. She didn't do much because she couldn't. Like I'd be so scared if I had to perform in that. Like it was like it was a thong. I like. I think she won the lip sync. Like cause... everyone saw what she ate. <laughs> if everyone saw the everyone saw the galaxy. As, as we said last week, they saw the stars. They saw I, the moons. I think poor Bimini's had a little backlash over like in inverted commas sending Joe Black home. She won the lip sync, and she, yeah. she it wasn't her who judged who goes in the bottom too. Absolutely. Mm. Let's talk about Tia Coffee. I love her. I I'm really in love like with Tia, Tia Coffee. Yeah. I mean, her outfits weren't the best, but like she's got that personality I like. Yeah. Um, she's gonna get the charm. She's gonna get the Priyanka and adore um kind of edit in terms but, of like she's got she does have that that charm about her. But she's dry. Have I told you she's got that charm? <laughs> I didn't hear you say yeah, that. Yeah, I actually. think she's got charm. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I've said it. It's on. It's on record. <laughs> She um she's drier than those characters though, isn't she? Yeah. Like but I love dry, um, like coolly delivered humour. Yeah. So I I'm really excited to see more from Tia. Absolutely. Mm. Veronica Green. She just comes across as a sweet lady. Very like, sweet. Like very innocent. Yeah. Like, how are you a drag queen girl? Exactly. If you're not learned to be a bitch, yeah. Exactly. Well, he has it. Like, he wouldn't even talk about, like, remember there was a moment in the, um, mm. when they were talking, he was like, no, you're trying to make me say something rude. And I'm yeah, like, I'm like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're the bouncer at clubs. <laughs> you're, you, you make sure that the right people go in the club. Like, how are, how are you? <laughs> how are you so innocent? 
I think you hit the nail on the head last week in the sense that she's not come into drag the same way a lot of people have. She's a theatre kid who found yes, drag. Absolutely. She's, she is first and foremost a glee kid. Yeah. And she found, she's left school and she's still, maybe she's pursued music theatre. Mm-hmm. She's um, tried to make a living out of it, but she's found a better way of being recognised as a musical theatre. Yeah. Um, her talents in musical theatre mm-hmm. through drag. So I, I really do feel with her, drag is still second. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know she's a drag queen, but I don't think that's her number one. She doesn't, she just doesn't, she hasn't sold it to me yet. Yeah, she, she, I think she's super duper pretty and her looks are so like lovely. She's adorable. I want to. Don't you just want to like big spoon her? (laughs) Just give her a cuddle. Yeah. I want her to, um, to surprise me with some concepts when it comes to her fashion. I want to tell you about taste. Chase is the trade. Chase is uh, wow. Is, I think that he is beautiful. She she's stunning to look at, but she's so lovable. Oh like my she's gosh. got this very yes. on personality that's not forced. It's her. It's not artificial. Um, she's just naturally very very funny. I really do like mm. Chase. Yes, she has such a good time. Tick the the um the talking head. Tick. Mm-hmm. She's just real. I, I want to go you know clubbing with taste she would show you a good time i, I i'd rather yeah i'd love to go out with her yeah and just hang out with her maybe in wales like isn't that where you're from do you wanna we do you, will... do you know her you went to school with her middle school you went to middle school with her we'll meet up with her in banger <laughs> banger okay what about lawrence cheney now lawrence lawrence impressed us last week with absolutely her absolutely there's definitely a soft and vulnerable center there which we got a hint at when she was talking about um like her struggle with taking off makeup. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so there's, I think there's a core of real difficulties with her self-esteem. Hmm. I think she's an unfortunate casualty of the gay community, frankly. Um, she's been beaten down by kind of unrealistic beauty standards. Um, and probably, you know, there are probably difficulties stretching back further than that. But she, as a personality, brightens up the room. Yes. Um, so she's great TV. She is. She was the wow factor for mm-hmm. me, especially last week, because I actually, when we saw the Meet the Queens, she mm. didn't really stand out that much. Mm-hmm. Last week, like, she was the narrator, wasn't she? She was. She talked it through. She was keeping it camp. She was keeping it mm-hmm. lively. I mean, she was giving us everything. I really became a big fan of Lauren Shaney. So yep. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing mm-hmm. what else we see. Now, the last girl I want to see what we can uh, think of something about is Ellie Diamond. How did she come across to you last week what character is she getting i get with ellie ellie is a youngster who's incredibly talented when it comes to her looks like what an artist and how polished as well for someone so young i do think she's a youngster and she has the spirit of a youngster and she's very of the rupaul's drag race generation because a lot of her sound bites reminded me of american queens yes which actually stands out in this crowd because the rest of the girls i mean many of them have embraced drag i'm sure as a result of rupaul's drag race and are of that generation because let's let's face it it's, it's over a decade old now mm-hmm. um but a lot of them as well show more of a british sensibility and like more of uh, more rooted in that british tradition of drag and she doesn't give me that mm-hmm. am, am i being mean saying that no, I, I remember last year when they asked the girls, um, mm. what's the difference between American and US? Mm-hmm. And 
a lot of the difference is that we entertain first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So I think going to the extreme, Ellie Diamond, who is just so amazing to look at, yes. her drag is on point, her oh, makeup beautiful. is on point. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I could see her entertaining a crowd, but I can see her doing a lovely tutorial on YouTube. I can see mm-hmm. her being a beautiful fashion queen, but I, I have, I'm yet to see if she could host. I, I, I reckon she's probably learned to turn a lip sync. Mm-hmm. Again, that's a very RuPaul thing. Yeah, but death drop. She she knows how to death drop. What else did they do? I, she knows how to do a bad split. Uh huh. If she's been watching RuPaul Drag Race, of course. But could she be, you know, a Lily Savage, a Jodie Harsh, a Danny Larue? You know, those kind of like British drag queens who come from an entertainment tradition. Yes. So these are the. That's great. These are all the girls. This mm. is kind of what we've gathered from them from the first episode. Let's get into the next episode now. Yes, yeah. Please. Let's see if it changes or if it stays the same. Now we already know. Yes. There's going to be something musical in the air. Mm. Yes, Rats. We... It was previewed last week. Rats. So it's a rusical. Let's have a look and see what happens. Now, that's actually quite the interesting mini challenge. They basically have to divide the girls. Well, the girls have to vote yes. vote um, for each girl mm-hmm. um, to put them into certain categories. And the category was, well, they're kind of awards. Were they awards? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh so were I mean, they? So there was there were three awards. The shadiest, no four. Sorry, there was the shadiest mm-hmm. queen, trade minister, so the trade of the season, uh-huh. the baron basic, which is who's the basic queen out of all of you, and then there was leader the leader of the, of the house. house of lording it up, which yeah. is the cockiest queen. Yep. Now let's just go through each of these um, who the girls voted for, and then I want to ask you uh-huh. who you think. Okay. Okay. So this is basically a device for stirring the pot, isn't of course. it? Of course. Producers. There's not enough drama, so um, <laughs> the mini challenge is step it up. We need ratings. <laughs> so they chose for the shadiest queen. They gave it to a horror. What do you say? I would have cho- based on what we've seen. I would have said yeah. a horror as well. Yes, so yeah. a horror. I would say a horror as uh-huh. well. They chose the trade of the season to be taste. Good choice. I absolutely agree with that. I'd I'd say Astina, but probably neck and neck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I probably right. would have voted for Astina. The leader of the house are lording it up. Now, I found this... Um, so, this is the cockiest award. I found this one interesting. They chose Lawrence they Cheney. Did. Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. <laughs> Who would you have chosen? I'd have actually gone for a horror as well there. I think a, a horror has come in there with a really big sense of confidence. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I chose Astina. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Like but then I guess the thing with Astina is that she did win the last challenge. Yeah, but she's like, she, she's cocky, but that's good. Like, yeah, and talk she's yourself got up, that girl. CV. She's yeah, got that she CV. She's got that CV, girl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would go for. No, we were just talking about before how the characters are assigned. You know what I mean? How we mm. went through each of the girls and said, this is what they're giving off. Mm. Isn't it funny how they chose Lawrence Cheney for the cockiest queen when what we've seen so far has actually been. Um, Ahura and Astina being the yeah. cocky ones. Like, Lawrence so far has been quite lovable and flamboyant and lovely. And for the girls to have voted Lawrence to be the cockiest queen, there's actually something there because the girls know each other. There's one little moment when they all came back into the workroom when Sister Sister's like, oh, you know, I, I can't tell you what it's like being in the bottom three. I don't want that feeling. And then Lawrence is like, well, I can tell you about what it's like being in the top three. That's my Scottish accent. Is that your Scottish accent? It's very, very good Lovely. Scottish accent. Okay, Baroness <laughs> Basic. So they awarded that to Tia Coffee. Yeah. Now, who would you have given it to? Um, Like, this sounds mean, but it's because of exactly what I've said before. 
Very, very gorgeous and polished, but with like a lack of big concept. I would have given it to Veronica. I I would have given it to Veronica okay. as well. I wrote, I've, I've got Veronica here. And it's not that she's not talented or beautiful. It's just that, it's her, just that her, her concepts... For, yeah, you know, for yeah. the, that red dress yeah. to, to tell us where she's from. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a red dress. <laughs> it's a red dress. <laughs> it's a red wig and it's a silver French, dress. It's a, it's a French brunette. <laughs> it's, it's a French brunette, honey. <laughs> yeah, you, you just um, filled it in. So what happened? So the girls are going to be doing this week, as, as, as it is announced by RuPaul, mm-hmm. a musical. And the musical is going to be Rats. So it's obviously it's cats. a piss take of Cats. Yeah. Okay? So and we're going to see Cats-esque characters and then we're going to see Grizabellas and McCavities. Judy and, Dench. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Memory all along Elaine Page. Yeah. So they're going to be doing that kind of stuff. Now, they've actually let Tia Coffey assign the roles, the basic girl. I think this is fun because Tia's an emerging big personality. And obviously, you know, there's a bit of beef there with some of the girls and they call her basic. So she can have a bit of... But she resolves to do it fairly in order to have a good production, which I do like. I do like it when the girls say, like, I want it to be the best it can be. So I'm not going to be chucking people roles they can't handle. Do you know why? I think that... There's there's two there's two ways I feel about it, and this is how I think that they their thought process during this time when mm-hmm. it comes to musicals is a they're trying they're competing against each other, but b they're also competing against other seasons. Yes, yes, so yes. they also want it to be better than season of six. Course. They want it to be better than season the last season, season twelve. So with that in mind, what are your favorite musicals? Looking back, my favorite. My favorite Rusical will have to be. I mean, does this count? Um, season 12's um, Baby, We Made It. We Made It. Kind season of, kind of. I, I would say rather than finale performances. Okay. That was beautiful, by the way. Rather than final performances, let's think of like mid season Rusicals. My favorite would be. I mean, I really did like the Madonna Rusical, but it's only because of two people. It and is the Madonna. Of, that is the best one, by the way. It's because of the um, J- Jan. Jan. Jan was fantastic. I rule the world. Rule the world. Uh, that's what I would have. I loved her for that. And then I also love um, who's the blonde, platinum blonde, uh, Gigi Good. Um, Gigi was fantastic. Madonna as but, well. Like we had a little rewatch, and there were a lot of like really strong performances in that. Widow was great. Um, I mean, actually, you know, we enjoyed Britta a lot, even though she ended up in the oh, bottom. Oh, yeah, actually, Britta. Britta was amazing. Yeah. Her vocals what? were fantastic. That, she was, no, there was, she was done dirty that episode. Britta was done dirty that episode, for yeah. sure. There's no, I, don't, I don't know how Jackie How did Jackie survive yeah. that? Oh, my. No. The, they happened. also gave Crystal a lot of praise that I didn't feel was necessarily merited. Yeah. I mean... It's, it's times like these, it's episodes like these that really show you oh, Jada the production, well. the, pr- the production's influence and Jada their was agenda. So gorgeous in that. Oh, one. She was pure six. My, if, if it's not including that, I would say either that or season six's um, Shade, the Rusical. That was, I mean, in terms of direct comparison, we are the comedy queens. <laughs> yeah, that. Some there are there are different Rusicals. Some of them they lip sync to. 
a vocal track laid by female performers, don't they? Yep. This doesn't seem to be that. They do seem to be singing. Oh, yeah, she said live vocals, live. So there is only there are only two actual comparisons in terms of live vocals because even the Madonna Rusical had pre-recorded vocals by the girls. Okay. Yeah. So then we're looking at Shade the Rusical and the Share the Rusical. Sure. Off the top of my head, they're the only ones that I can think of. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> what <What's even laughs> How did Monet not win that? Monet was robbed of that as well. Yeah. Um, oh, so many, so many people done dirty in these rusicals. Bloody hell! And I mean, it, when we when we looked back at Shade the Rusical, I mean, uh, Dalo was fantastic. Yes. Um, and Courtney, even though you don't like her tone, she did perform very well. And uh, um, I think said a horror then. Adore is was also gorgeous and wonderful. I do feel the strength of those performances kind of carried the whole thing. Yeah, you need strong lead vocalists yeah. in order to carry a musical, period. There were a lot of kind of drop balls in that one, pardon the pun, weren't there? Yeah, but they did have a strong, they had two strong leads that were able yeah. to carry it on. Mm-hmm. So they had um, Adore and Courtney Yack. And Cher, you don't really need to know how to sing for Cher. You just need to be able to try get the find the comedy and trying to mimic her voice like oh sure uh, that, that's it she doesn't really sing in that way all you have to do is try mimic her vocal tone looking back on that i think it should have been asia and eureka in the bottom two it was yeah. asia and vixen in the end and vixen went home didn't she yes didn't seem okay very fair. L- let's go back to um the uk girls here now tea coffee gets to assign them now veronica is a girl who i'm already thinking is gonna nail this because she yes. is a singer She's I mean, we will say her little audition bit <laughs> fell a bit flat when she went. Um, but we've we've seen the actual rehearsal, haven't we? And she was performing. She was great. Yeah. Now, one thing that you do with not there is uh, a few. There's I think there's three major singing roles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, one was given to the lovely Veronica Green and Veronica Green and Sherry Valentine kind of had a little moment there, didn't they? They did. They both wanted the role. Do you know what I would have done if I was Tia Coffee or if I was one of the girls? I'd say, like, why don't we audition now? Absolutely. Why don't we audition and you guys can choose who it will be and I don't have to fight for it. You know what really got me is that Sherry Valentine because um, what was it? What was she saying? She was, Veronica Green was saying, I've got 15 years of um, music theatre and singing experiences. And then this is, and then Sherry goes, that doesn't mean anything. Back it up. Ex- yeah. How, what? Is it, what do you mean that doesn't mean anything? Strange retort. But, 15 uh, years of singing and dancing. And you say that means nothing when we're doing a musical. Sit your ass down. Ahura was weirdly backing her up there as well. Ahura was like sticking her oar in there as well. A little antagonist, wasn't she? Um, and the other, another big singing role there seems to be Jane, which Astina was the only person who wanted to go for it. Yep. Um, so let um, we've not heard Astina talk about her singing, but she said she could carry a tune. Listen, that girl is confident. She came in letting us know exactly what she does and who she is. And I love her for that. Mm-hmm. I did not hear her ever once brag about being a good singer. I know that she can dance the house down. I know that she's got more than three moves than the other girls. I know that she's danced with all of these people. Not once have I heard her sing. So when she put her hand up for that role, I was like, 
that's what that's what I call the dancer's ego. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've done all these gigs, I've I've danced for dancers, so therefore I am. Like some of them really feel that, or they've been mm. an ensemble in a production, but they were never a lead vocalist. So especially when she said, "I can dance the house down, I can, I can act the house down, and I can hold a tune." Listen, if you're a singer, you you tell everyone you're a singer. Yeah. You would be like, and I can sing. And that's what Veronica said. And that's what Veronica Green said. She goes, "I don't just sing, I sing." And the scene is like I can hold a tune. Okay, um, that's cute. You could be a backup, but she didn't. She went for a main role, and I'm so surprised. Maybe she'll surprise me, but like she seems to be someone who wears her talents on her on her sleeve and her CV, mm. and the CV's on her sleeve. So I would have thought I would have heard of that Hands by now. Copies. Um, but and then when we got to the rehearsal, um, she was moving. I seen her look gorgeous in her movements, but. Do you think she was like singing like a weirdly low key or something? She didn't seem like she was really. I mean, I could tell that she's a great mover. Absolutely, she's a great mm. mover. Adam, um, we'll have to see the final product, okay? Now, when we look at the other girls in there, we see Lawrence Cheney kind of break down. Now, Lawrence Cheney says that she feels uncomfortable. And then there's that moment where she cries. Now, mm-hmm. you know what? I, th- I thought this was so producer-driven. The producers obviously knew that Lawrence Cheney was on the edge because she's like really... <laughs> she's, she's telling them that she's really, really uncomfortable that's out of my box. So you see the choreographer go up to Lawrence and mm-hmm. he's like... As, how are you going? Yeah. And you know when you're... Have you ever been in the moment when you're on the edge of tears and you're trying to hold it back and then the moment someone offers their hand of kindness when someone goes, are you okay? And, it, like, and then you just... The and it just opens it up. Like that. that's all it took, isn't if my, it? If my ducts work, yes, that would happen. Yeah, but that's, no. no. That's exactly <laughs> what happened to Lawrence. Lawrence Shaney. He goes, how are you going? And then, oh... Cute waterworks. So we're seeing vulnerable Lawrence again, aren't we? Lawrence does not feel very comfortable on this challenge. I don't think like a production like this is her forte, but we'll see. And she's kind of like in a chorus line with Sister Sister and Cherry Valentine. It felt like they got, they didn't really assert themselves with the roles. Well, Cherry tried to. And then they've kind of ended up with this Rat Pack chorus. But it looks like Sister Sister and Cherry are doing a solid job of it. And then Lawrence is not keeping up with the choreo. Yeah. Or the, or the vocals. Or the vocals. Yeah. Look, I love Char- I love Lawrence Chaney, mm-hmm. but do you know what I've had? What? It. <laughs> because have you, you have seen the show. There yeah. is singing, there is rapping, there is musicals, there is everything that's going to put you outside of your box. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. And she's coming here and she's getting all like, oh, I'm really, really uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean... Have it you is, seen it, Tamar? Tamar, have you watched the show? <laughs> have you watched the show? Yes, absolutely. You got to do a musical. I came dressed in your favorite color, girl. I can't. Never forget. Never forget. I can't deal with this. Um, I, I guess love you, Lawrence. But girl, it's unusual for a musical quite this early on, as they're like the first proper challenge, if you like, after the opening episode. But there we go. You should expect her at some point. Yeah. Now, some other. St- I really liked Bimini's characterization that she brought. I felt like she was really smart in choosing that role because she brought a punk. I think punky energy is like her thing. You know what? Yes, very, very much yeah. so. Now, she's actually paired with a horror. Now, there's two different personalities there. You can tell a horror 
being a fashion queen as well, it really speaks to her personality. She likes to look perfect all the mm-hmm. time she likes to look pretty she doesn't like to look ugly it's not her thing she wants to look good yeah. whereas you see Bimini Bimini doesn't care Bimini, Bimini she, relishes she, it she don't, yeah she don't give a she don't give a rat's excuse the pun <laughs> a rat's ass about this you and she's know? got this so dip- she's happy to just go like all out all out yeah and then it makes me uncomfortable to watch a horror try to break out because I can sense her discomfort so much and it's just really cringy to watch let's hope that when she's in costume she can embody the character but do you know what really made me laugh when the producer said to her do you, do you know what dysentery is she goes diarrhea in it well it's fitting <laughs> it really really made me chuckle um and then like who else have we got like Ginny. she's kind of getting there but struggling a little bit with memorizing some of her lines um, Tia has a very like they frame it as like this is like a big role but it's a walk on walk off role and Tia seems to have the vocal chops for it so so she's got Tia Coffee's chosen the Black China role and the Oprah <laughs> yeah. the Oprah Silky Minaj very that, um, very role that. she's got that role to come in um, bring the house down and then get your ass out mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. now Tia Coffee, from what I heard as a good singer so was Veronica Green mm-hmm. I mean she she's she's got the chops. I think it's going to go she's fine for chops. Tia. Yeah, um, you know, it could be a bit of a rebound from being called a basic. And Ellie, I don't really get a sense of what Ellie's doing in this. Actually, um, I, you, I actually haven't seen that much of her, but I did see taste. Now I do <laughs> see that taste is very very. She's not a she does she's she's uncomfortable speaking on stage, isn't she? She's uh-huh. uncomfortable singing on stage. But when it came time for the choreography, she came oh, alive. She her confidence came back. She was a completely different person than than the person that we saw mm-hmm. in the um, singing rehearsals. Yes, and she was in a sort of paired role, wasn't she? With with Ellie, actually, wasn't she? Yep. But Tace was really shining when it came to the movement. She was hitting those moves. Ep- she was like, and she was like hitting it like okay what's next mm. yeah did it done it n- n- did it okay and this cool. is what she promised us as well so i'm excited to see her in the finished product yeah mm. should we carry it on Please. see see how these girls go on in the main thing or maybe there's some drama in the workroom we can focus on <laughs> you drama can, you can on this psycho, show psycho analyze some queens <laughs> let's have a look so that was ret the rusical Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, did it meet your high and exacting standards? I mean, when it comes to RuPaul's Drag Race, the standards aren't that high. And let's bear in and mind... still, it didn't meet it. <laughs> <laughs> there are a bunch of drag queens doing a silly show, aren't they? So yeah. let's, let's see. So Look, it's just the camp show. Very, very high school production. It, it always value. has that feel, doesn't it? Uh, who? How did I think it went? Was I entertained overall? Yeah, well, just like, um, ha-ha. There were some funny moments. It was one of those where, like, it felt quite... These rusicals often feel quite confusing. They kind of made a joke of it this time because, like, Cats doesn't have a plot, really, does it? It's, exactly. it's very confusing. And so they're like, oh, we're singing for no reason kind of thing. So at least they made a joke out of it this time. It was, um, hmm, I don't know. I was like, let's just go by bit by bit. Yeah. And that way we can pick out what we like what was good what was bad the first um the first opening ensemble number was definitely pre-recorded you it cannot, was it was you cannot tell me that that was not pre-recorded that was definitely pre-recorded i will not try and tell you that the first people to open it up was taste and ellie now i was actually really surprised by ellie who was able to keep up 
with taste. Ellie and impressed her dancing. me. Yeah, Ellie, yeah. I was like, oh, get a girl. Get, like, yeah, was she, was, she was dancing. You know, for a big, like, big girl. When I say big, six foot five. I mean, she's tall, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, she yeah, was yeah. holding her own. So yeah. I thought it was really, really good. Taste was great in terms of the, of the dancing. Yeah. I, I would say about taste. She she stumbled a little bit at the beginning, or there was some like lack of confidence or something. She didn't really engage, but then she built, and then she was fantastic. Okay, I don't remember that, but okay, okay. yeah, okay. I did. Maybe I missed it. Maybe okay. I missed it. At but least one of us is paying attention. Taste was good. Uh, I think it was just yeah. There was nothing wrong there. Yeah, the moves were intricate, and I was impressed. Uh, by how well they did them. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Ellie surprised me because you know she can actually, she can actually dance. Um, what I'm saying, like, there was a little point where they 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 showed Rue like it was like a, a vocal was fluffed or something by taste at the Some, beginning. Someone forgot their line. Yeah, and Rue visibly reacted. I'm just wondering if they'll make a point of that. That's all. Probably. So someone missed the line, but then they got into it. Um, Rue was ra- race. Yeah. It was, it was silly. So, it was the whole thing silly. So corny, isn't it? Now, then there was the um, the three, was it the rat packs? And I guess you can kind... So to you, who was the standout if anyone, of the Rat Pack. Sister, sister. Completely agree. She was like really on, wasn't she? And she gave lots of face. And I'm not a choreographer, so please correct me here. They don't speak about it. <laughs> it struck me that somebody... Tom, don't speak. Someone... If, you're, if, you're not, if you don't have any qualifications about it, don't speak on it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay. I will zip up now yeah. then. Um, who, like someone was off. Who was it? Um, the thing is, because so many of them were off <laughs> here and there, it was hard to tell. We're all three of them off. <laughs> it was really hard to tell who was off because there was, there are moments when I was like, oh, they're off. But then the other person's off as well. So mm-hmm. who's the one that's off? I, I really gave up and trying to find out what it was. I did find the sister sister was actually really good. The characterization mm-hmm. and the voice and the acting yeah. I thought was really, really great. I agree. When it comes to music theater, the Music theatre is full of... Uh, music theatre is three things. It's singing, dancing, and acting, mm. okay? I'll tell you what number one is. For music theatre, acting always comes first. Okay. Acting is more important than the vocals. It's acting, the vocal, and then dance comes mm-hmm. last. So when it comes to watching the performance, I really felt their sister's sister was good because the acting was there. And yeah. you don't have to hold a note if you can act through it. This is what I've been talking about with sister sister. I yeah. think I think she's solid. Oh what well, um, one one moment. No, okay, well wow. it's coming, it's coming. Should we just cut it's the coming. show and give her the crown? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. This is it. We finally see something. Let's give her a win. No, Tom. Um, <laughs> I, I felt, was surprised by Lawrence Cheney. She had some fu- she had the funniest lines. Yes. And she Which um, she made the most of. Exactly. That I didn't see the nerves mm-hmm. as much. Maybe, yeah, they, maybe she did they well. didn't show it. She overcame. Yeah, she overcame. I thought that was good. Cherry faded into the background a little bit there, I thought. For someone who wanted a lead role, mm-hmm. Cherry Valentine, I was a bit like, huh, you wanted to have a, a solo. Do you think she was Nina Benina-ing it and she just didn't get to be Black China, so she was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be Black China. Um, not really, really happy, but it is what it is. Uh, um, let's go on to the next one. Who was next? Veronica Green as Evita. I felt nailed it. She did. She did. Nail I it. already. I will already tell you that Veronica's won this week. Based I think on she this has. Performance. Her. She just. You know what? I'll tell you what it was. She just had confidence. She felt at home doing that. 
Mm-hmm. She, she did. Yeah, she was in her element. Yeah, she was. She was very at home, very comfortable, and so I felt comfortable with her. And she, then the voice was there as well. She, the acting yeah. was very there as well. She had a visual gag that she did well. You know, the kind of striptease. Thing. That's what I can say. I think um, she did good. I think we might as well mention Astina now as well, because Astina was actually present as a, like a little thread throughout the whole thing. What did you think of Astina's performance? Very forgettable. Unfortunately. Like, it's like, I, I didn't see her break out in any amazing dance moves or anything. I that's, They spoke of it as though that was like a main role, a big role, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's like you're the person that kind of does weaves all of the acts together yeah you know you you don't really have a moment at all it was really unfortunate it didn't feel like it felt like the smallest role yes and i would not have wanted that i think she was attracted to it because she was present in all scenes and saw it as a chance to shine (laughs) but like she 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 was she didn't feel like she was present in all scenes unfortunately and like her vocals didn't stand out and like i wish they'd given her some dance moves to do that could have really impressed us yes yes i I wish she had at least a dance i wish there was a dance number i mean it's a music theater number when is there not a dance number yeah seriously Uh Uh like she if i was astina i would have tried to do the you know how taste was with ellie i would have put taste with Astina. It would have been that, fantastic. That would have been a moment for her to have a little bit of a moment to shine because they mm. did have moments where they had their own choreography in there. Yeah. And it was sassy. Like, I don't know why she didn't go for that. I would have loved to see her in that one. And actually, I think Ellie could have done this character competently because she's got a kind of sweetness. And yeah. it was, she was like the sandy, if you like, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's how I, I feel about her performance. Now, if we look at t- the last ones, are, no, sorry. You have two to more duos, isn't there? Bimini was with a horror. I loved Bimini in this. So Bimini gave me Keith from The Prodigy. And I think that's what the arrangement was based on. It sounded like Firestarter by The Prodigy. So giving us this like punk energy. Um, I thought Bimini was fantastic, actually. Bimini was very true to the character. Bimini did a very, very good job. He was like, what's the hip hop cat? Anyway, I just thought that that was that was a, re- a very well done performance. I actually didn't mind Ahura's performance. There were moments where I did feel like she was too focused on trying to engage with Bimini. Um, Bimini, but Bimini not, was doing her own thing. Yeah, exactly. Bimini was just, was just like I'm here. I'm, yeah. I'm facing forward. I'm, pre- I'm performing to the whereas, audience. Yeah. Whereas um, Ahura had moments where she would like look at her, which to me is what you do when you're shy and you don't know yes. how to perform outward. So you start performing to your counterpart. And it's it's the wrong it's the wrong way to place your energy. It uh, really is. I'll agree with you that Ahura is better than I expected. In the sense, I think she was aware of how ridiculous she was, so it was kind of funny. It's really, like she was in on the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't. I didn't. I didn't see that, but I did like her change in vocals. How she went from like the sassy like the mm. sassy one to this like really really like manly kind yeah, of like british yeah. i thought that was a, a very clever take for her to find um the femininity in mm-hmm. that masculine character yeah. and still make it quite like mm-hmm. yeah yes that's, that's the technical term in music very theater rah. it's raw very raw so yeah it wasn't it wasn't bad i think but i definitely feel bimini held that mm-hmm. bimini was there with that one now we look at tea coffee and who was the other Ginny. it was Ginny. 
Her acting was, for me, phenomenal. Ginny Lemon. Yeah, Ginny Lemon. Ginny was great as that kind of Grisabella type of character. Very, very good. Yeah. Uh, you, I couldn't fault her, except that she did forget a name. But I, That was funny, though. It's easy like, to forget. They might critique her for that, and fair, fair do, she forgot a line. But <laughs> Michelle was, like, laughing. <laughs> it's not what was she called a diphtheria instead of dysentery, which was funny. And Ginny even said, oops, didn't she, as she went off. So it, it became a joke. She might, I mean, I hope I didn't put her in the bottom. Sucks, 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 sucks. <laughs> but it was funny. It was funny. Tea Coffee came in, singing her song, doing her thing. I thought she was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really? Like, you don't Do you know sound what? that impressed. I, I would see her as the other contender for the win, other than Veronica. Because it was a real, like, memories type of moment, wasn't it? And it was clearly a play on that. And there were some funny jokes with the ear on her back and her tail falling off. And I think she did it well. Yeah. She delivered it with humour. Do you know what? It's just that we've learned... We know who Tia is by now. She's got a lot of time on the screens. Mm -hmm. We know her personality. We know what she gives in the workroom. She's Mm -hmm. hilarious. She's full of life and charm. But I didn't I didn't see that as much okay, in the okay. performance. Okay. Do you think that... she's a potential contender for the win? Is there anybody else that you see as a contender other than Veronica? I mean, she's definitely not on the bottom. Maybe she is. Maybe she is high. Um, I think she'll definitely be high this week. I don't know. Depends on the runway as well. But um, anybody who you really think is in the bottom? The bottom will be... Ooh, let's look at the... I think Cherry, by virtue of threading into the background. I'm going to look for the girls. Cherry, Vall- I'll tell you the ones that did well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... Uh, Jenny Lemon did a good job. Yeah. I think Sister Sister did a safe job. Yeah. I think Tea Coffee, to me, did a safe job. But because her role was big, maybe they'll give her more kudos for that. Mm-hmm. Veronica Green is the winner. Cherry Valentine faded for me. Tace um, was a solid performer. Ellie Diamond is definitely a solid safe. Yeah, Lawrence, Ch- Lawrence Cheney for me was safe. If I had to choose a bottom, it would be... I would only say Cherry Valentine. I can't seem to think of anyone else who really stuffed Maybe up. Lawrence, maybe a horror. Yeah, the, okay. It might be one of those where the runways play into it. So should we crack on with runway? Let's have a see. What is the category? Uh, the category is surprise, surprise, and I'm really intrigued to see what this means because maybe it means reveals, but obviously this is a play on Scylla Black's hit TV show and hit song. Surprise, surprise. Thank you. Wow, that was a moment. <laughs> yeah, she held that note, didn't she? <laughs> All right, shall we? Do you want to sing another song or shall we move on? What, what do you reckon? I don't know, but we're going to have a lot, a lot of laughs. Yes. C minor, put it in C minor. So the category is a surprise, surprise, which mm-hmm. basically it's a reveal. It's a reveal party. It's a reveal runway. Look, the way you do a reveal is this. You have to make it look like there isn't a reveal. Yeah, that's, which is easier said than done. That's number one. And number two, both looks should be good. Right. So that's... I think Can I get a, an amen? Those are pretty good yardsticks to measure it by, other than the overall chicness of the looks. Yes. Yeah? Uh, horror. Tell me what you think. So she's got this kind of like quite androgynous, Victor Victoria-esque groom going on. And then she goes into a bride, kind of like a 60s vibe with the big beehive, a bit Bet Lynch. I mean, it's not the most original concept, but I think it's very well done. I think she looks good in both looks. 
Both of them? I think so. I think so, yeah. I um, I mean, I think the same. I, I like the idea of going from a groom to a bride. I think that she did a good job. Yep. Um, yeah. Very that, that challenge in season two that Tyra won. Yes. <laughs> Next up, we have Lawrence Cheney. What do you think about the first look? So, I mean, she's wearing a, a, a sequin jumpsuit with a Scottish shawl tire on it. Sequence. Sequence is how many? One. Um, not Doesn't look the best or the most fitted. You can kind of tell it's a reveal. Okay. But the look underneath is a lot prettier. She's got this tartan uh, maxi dress. Very like something, you know, Brave might wear. Or, yep. you know, Nicola Sturgeon in that episode of The Windsors. Very much. Okay. Yeah. I yeah I like it I I think no hold on hold on the first look was campy the second look was okay okay yeah, yeah. not I mean, not my absolute face yeah she did so much better last week so I was expecting bam from her now Ginny Lemon comes out again like she's channeling Sue Pollard more than ever here so Sue Pollard was in a um comedy in the 60s called Heidi High and this is basically her character Peggy just coming out on the runway um, and she does this entertaining thing where the reveal is the same underneath yeah. but I've she... got a tear away underneath my tear away <laughs> where my people are but then she's flashing her bottom as well and I think she revels in the fact that you know she's not got like a detox-esque smooth conventionally peachy bottom she's got like it's a, a blo- wobbly she's got a blokey bottom hasn't she yeah and it's hairy yeah and that's quite entertaining sherry valentine's coming in with a bumblebee inspired <laughs> bow it's kind of like 60s balenciaga with this big kind of voluminous silhouette and then underneath she's basically like imagine if chris jenner got ivf now in her 60s that's what this is okay the second look isn't it the second look is just I mean, basic, don't you think? I like the idea. She's doing this gender reveal thing. The confetti's fun. Um, I do like the first look. I'm not sold on the second. Yeah, I think I, I'll get on board with that. Great. Yeah. Next up, we have Tia Coffee. Now, who's going from a leather daddy into something else. Now, the first look is just a monstrosity of all. <laughs> it is just, it's a huge, oh, I don't know. I like, I like the idea. I like the comedy of it. I think she's aware of how ridiculous she looks. In the Maybe first that's what she's going for. Yeah, it's definitely that. And underneath, we've got a bit sort of Kate Bush meets Shakira meets flamenco dancer kind of thing. I mean, it's not the most exciting dress. Do you know what? She, do you remember the, um, early on in the episode, she said, I've got all my bad looks out of the way. Now you bitches better watch out. And she turns up with that. It wasn't the most accurate statement I've ever heard. <laughs> but... Up next, we have Ellie Diamond, who really did impress me because she was one of only two girls, I think, who did three looks. And, okay, all three were mini dresses, but all three looked really, really good. Would you agree? No. Okay. I like the concept of, um, you know, Scarecrow into Tin Man into Cowardly Lion. I thought it was incredibly well done. I thought it was really good. What didn't you like about it? I just thought that it looked very, like party dress uh i can get it down the road don't you think okay i mean i, I see where you're coming from but by the same token it was three looks okay and they l- were distinct pause. let me let me let me ask you this the first look the scarecrow would you compare it to nio uh would you compare it to um life's not fair what's your name <laughs> name is small yes would you <laughs> look at that is it on level with that scarecrow no, but that wasn't a reveal. But I'm just trying. I'm just trying to tell you. One look has to be good. It was. It wasn't like 
atrociously worse. I'll tell you what, her line look was better than Robbie Turner's. That's that's not a. That's, and her Tin Man was better bar. than Derek Barry's. Was it better than Tina Turner's? Um, Tina Turner. Yes, it was actually. I look think. at compared to what she wore last week. Come on, come on, Tom. No, no. I mean, I. It I, really reminds me of Juju B's reveal look. How she remember? No, it's All better Stars. than that. It's better than that. It really okay. is. We're going to have to agree, have to, agree to disagree, to disagree yeah, because let's, let's I, I think on. all three were very good. I can't argue with stupid. Next up, we this. now. Next up, we have Astina Mandela. First of all, I want to say I love it. It's a very, very good. Like, obviously, we love a Mortal Kombat reference. She's clearly Melina. She's got the right weapons, unlike Abby OMG. Um, and she's got this lovely chic bob and she reveal she's got the mask reveal with actually really good prosthetics with the teeth, I think. So she's every inch Melina from Mortal Kombat. She feels like she's going to seduce us, then eat our faces. Was it a proper reveal or was it Alaska-esque? Um, it was an Alaska-esque reveal. It as was, in, yeah. she came in in a black cloak and then just took it off. I can at least so get on board. It wasn't a reveal. Because she's a geek, I can at least get on board with the fact that it was a Jedi-esque hooded smock. Well, well, yeah. Should we give her the benefit of the doubt yeah. and say that she went from a Dementor to... Yeah. <laughs> and transformed into a Melina. I think there's an idea there that she was a, a, you know, she was a Sith Lord or a Dementor going into Melina. I'll tell you one thing that she does. She knows how to sell it on the runway. Very much. Her walk is so dangerous. Mm-hmm. It, it is like the... Did you see that walk? She she is she's a catwalk queen. She's fantastic. It's like Camille on season season two of America's Next Top Model mm-hmm. when um she was told why do you walk like that? She goes, "This is my signature walk, and this is the walk that's going to make me famous." <laughs> and it became like a quote of the century. Yeah. And I really do feel that applies to the way Stina can walk the runway. She's amazing. Next up, we have sister sister. Um, now, the first look to me is quite reminiscent of her Dusty Springfield look from last week. It is that kind of like 60s big hair maxi dress. Um, but I do appreciate the transformation to a very different look underneath. It's very kind of Pamela Anderson, Bab Wire, She-Devil kind of look, isn't it? Um, and the, the characterization is really different for both of them. So I really do like the transformation. And then there's the she takes off the wig and there's this kind of... <laughs> brain surgery look underneath um i think overall this is a fun set of characters was it the best executed probably not but she gave a fun set of characters yeah i, I could pass on that look very very easily okay. moving on to veronica green now she's an example of someone who who do, who wear the the clothes wear her Okay. And definitely in this instance, like she's drowning in that outfit. I mean, this is a transformation and then she's in this amazing she 3 ho look, <laughs> um, which I can't forgive. I mean, I, I can see that in the, the first one, obviously it's a Stepford Wives kind of reference, isn't it? Although it was a bit ill-fitting and shapeless. And then, yeah, feminine C-3PO, but I think it's more of a kind of like Maria from Metropolis kind of look, you know, the she-robot, the man-machine kind of thing. But, you know, a bit, bit oh. Mugler, it's a bit Beyonce in um, Sweet Dreams. It's got all of that stuff going on. Well, Beyonce. Sweet dreams. I know the song. But I you know the lady. Remember how she looked in the video? Not like that. It's the same sort of reference point. 
very bionic lady, very there's um Stepford wives. I like the idea that they you know how they come off quite robotic and mm-hmm. then she ends up being a robot. So the concept was amazing. Yeah. Uh, the concept was good. Now we're gonna move on to Taste. Now Taste does a reveal. She Taste is the other girl who does a triple. She's got three looks. So she starts off in a, a kind of um what you call it? A gown a blessed a, bee. A red Blessed be. What do they call that? Overcoat. Uh, no, the uh, handmaiden's tail to begin with. Okay. Um, and then the look underneath is kind of like tulle and chiffon and red. And it's a bit, um, you know, meaner and Bram, Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's a little bit um, also the girl in Beetlejuice, the kind of layers of red chiffon. And underneath it, it's kind of like a red she-devil dance costume, isn't it? That's a little bit um, gaga. And then she's got the Sharon Needles blood coming out of the mouth. Yeah. She really does love the Naomi Campbell long Queef. as whiff down to the knees, almost sweeping the floor as she walks, doesn't she? She loves it. I mean, this is a blonde whiff, so she's giving me more like Gaga vibes. And she just flicks it about like it's nothing. I she feel like Gaga's stunning. done that look. I feel like Gaga's done that kind of red bodysuit. Now, Bimini Bomboulash, you I mean, she looks amazing and I know what she's about to do. You already could see it, the Alexander McQueen yeah. robot twirling um paint moment. Sa- the Savage Beauty. And so that's what I'm expecting. So she's got balloons on her corset and this amazing high concept wig. And then it comes time for her to pop the balloons. And unfortunately, the balloons don't splatter the paint across the white canvas of corset. It's very it's such a awkward shame. to watch. It's so awkward to watch because you know what's supposed to happen, but it, it doesn't. It's From the neck up, she looks like Linda Evangelista with Mars Attacks hair. And then, like you say, the Alexander McQueen reference. And then it's such a shame. Who knows what went wrong? Perhaps we'll get an explanation in a minute. But it went wrong, I'm afraid. Um, and I feel bad for her because there was a concept there and it could have been very visually arresting. It's almost like watching Asia's Asia's butterfly moments mm. when you're like, what's happening in these dead fly, These dead butterflies come like crawling out. Look at her. You know, we've got a clip of them all standing on the runway now and she's in a clean white corset, which is not what she wanted. Tom, exactly. <laughs> it's supposed, she's supposed to be splattered in all this color and it's yeah. just nothing. There's just nothing there. Now, look. We've seen everything. We've seen today's episode. I want you to tell me who your tops and bottoms are. I guess, really, um, the runways didn't massively change my mind, I don't think. I think Veronica's runway was stronger than Tia's. So, Veronica, I would say, is the winner this week. Veronica's definitely got the win this week. The people in the bottom are so hard I to think say. We were thinking the ones that kind of faded into the background a little bit were maybe Cherry, maybe Ahura, maybe Lawrence a little bit. Yes. Um... I'm going to go down the line and I want to say if they're on the top and bottom. So I'm going to look at, I'm going to go past you. You were okay. You were okay. Mm-hmm. You're good. Sister, sister was okay. Estina was safe. Yeah, Estina faded, but I loved her runway. Cherry Valentine, uh, Lawrence and Ahura may be in trouble this week. Cherry Valentine, Lawrence, and I, I would agree. I think they're the only real choices, and it's based more on performance. Yeah. The, the runway didn't make that much of a difference this week. And the winner is, I'm going to just say it now, I think that the winner this week is Veronica Green. I would say so. I would say so. The other tops might be sort of like Tia. Um, I think Bimini's runway let her down. Um, maybe Taste, maybe Ellie. 
Yeah. Well, let's see what they say. That's it. We've done our job. Let's see if maybe the sister judges here. Sister was strong. Uh, don't stop it. Stop it. Enough. Enough, Tom. I don't know. I don't know what you think. You stop, see. Stop pushing but my it's agenda. Not what you see. Yeah. Exactly. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So. We're right. The winner this week is Veronica Green. Congratulations. Yeah. A very well deserved. It was on the cards. It was on the Perhaps cards. Perhaps all around for the NHS and <laughs> Veronica Green. Now, the bottoms, the bottoms were Tace, Lawrence Cheney, mm. and Cherry Valentine. Now, do you agree with the bottoms? I can't argue with them, really. Yeah. I mean, Tace, I... You and I disagreed a little bit when we were reviewing earlier. I noticed a little bit of hesitance or something before she burst forth that the judges clearly wanted to make a big deal out of. I mean, I noticed that the addict cut to RuPaul. Kanaz. Okay. uh, At taste. Um, Is there anywhere else I would have really put in the bottom? Maybe a horror, but actually, actually, she found her funny a little bit. So it's fine. All right. That's Um, it. Um, Let's look at the lip sync. The lip sync is between taste and... Cherry Valentine. I and would have too... actually excused Tace. I would have put Lawrence and Cherry in the bottom. Yeah. But there I, we go. I think Tace could have escaped it, but I wasn't mad that she was at the bottom. Like, it was like there was no reason that they shouldn't have been in the bottom. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't excel. So, but I love Tace. And so I was really rooting for her going into the lip sync, which was to the song Memories. Which is one of my favorite songs from a musical ever. I um, love it. I found it. It was well here. It was. Uh, I'll tell you what the comparison is. The comparison is Cherry Valentine actually kind of did the same thing, and I felt like she did. You know what she did? She did Naomi. What's Naomi? Hmm. Naomi Scarecrow. Yeah. Name Naomi Smalls. Smalls versus. Uh, sure. What's her name? <laughs> Monet. Cultural appropriation. That wasn't even a word. <laughs> Monet exchange. Yeah, sorry. So there's a lip sync, a musical lip sync between Monet and. That Naomi was the Smalls, Judy Garland song, where, wasn't it? Yes, where Naomi chose to be music theatre. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, Monet decided to perform it very, very... Still small, and intense. Still and intense. And I really wanted to see something more like Naomi, but not Naomi as in Go Extra, but mm. like, you're, I just wished it was more bigger. Even though I yeah. wanted it to remain small, I still wanted a bigger performance. Very, very grandiose. I'm not saying do a kick, twirl, spin, backflip. I'm saying that I want your movements and your emotions to speak louder. Because this than song, the song is, is the. I mean, we were saying earlier the cats has no plot, but this song is the emotional pivot of the whole musical isn't it so they need to project big emotion i think taste did do a better job of that than cherry cherry i don't know if it's her makeup or what but she wasn't animating her face a lot whereas taste actually was capable of giving different levels and different intensity and stuff and she did burst forth a little bit the crescendo Mm. um so i was happy that taste won cherry is gorgeous and clearly very very talented but she didn't win this lip sync yeah so we've got taste that's staying and we say farewell to cherry valentine i like to how they both stood there in primary colors i like that as a visual thing it was good it was a good episode that's it that's it was uh, really entertaining it's episode what three episode two uh-huh episode two Every, and we've already seen two. two people go home and season 13 episode three no one's gone <laughs> no home one's yet gone home. um 
what, does RuPaul not like the UK? <laughs> like, how come? How come we got two already gone? We're already down to ten girls in the UK. They've still got thirteen in the US. I think they got extra. I think they're up to fifteen now. I, I think, think more added people more girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Latrice came back again for some reason. Let's review the repeater badge. We have got one repeater badge to Astina Mandela, and congratulations, Veronica Green. Veronica. She has one as well. So they're the top two contending going into next week. Yeah. So make the- sure you join us then. The hint at next week is it's some sort of fashion construction challenge, but with the frenemies element, that'll be interesting to watch. Sounds new, new twist on a theme. We're going to find out who the frenemies are, uh-huh. aren't we? Who yeah. hates who, who likes who, or whatever goes. Oh. So that's us for today. Thank you for joining us on Spilling the GNT podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you can, review us on iTunes if you're only going to give us a five, okay? Or unless, <laughs> get the hell out of here, unsubscribe, block yourself from this damn podcast. We don't want to see you. Follow us on twi- see you. Twitter and Instagram at Spilling the GNT podcast um yeah. tell a friend and get us out there okay yes. so make sure to join us again very very soon we'll be reviewing season 13 in a couple of hours really a couple well, of days brief rest we'll yeah. be back soon so that's bolo we'll see you guys next week and it's dr tom lots of love guys see you soon bye bye